1: show us a bunch of flags and i'm like boy are they hoping we don't know which flags those are well <laughs> like the very the, like the best ones with the lowest milk consumption and the lowest osteoporosis were in order nigeria papua new guinea south africa Thailand and Malaysia. Like, ooh, if I could only be healthy like the folks of Nigeria. Papua in fucking Guinea. Racist.
0: <laughs> to, be, to be fair, they, they burn you for being a witch way before you get <laughs>
2: osteoporosis in Papua fucking Guinea.
1: God awful
2: movie. Movies. Movie. Movie.
1: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because otherwise I'd be thinking of a new way to end this sentence every week for nothing. I'm your host, Noah Illusions. Heath is unable to join us this week, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir?
0: I'm amazing, Noah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm never going to get cancer, and my health is perfect. Yep, That's yep. right, everyone.
1: Perfect. Basically, Captain America of podcasting right here on the call. And also joining us today is registered nutritionist, science communicator, award-winning blogger, and author of the No Need to Diet book, Pixie Turner. Pixie, welcome to God
3: Awful Movies. Thanks for having me all the way from the UK.
1: Yeah, no, we were trying to get all of our UK guests on quickly before you guys descend into medieval barbarism or whatever the hell it is that (laughs) you're on the verge of doing over there.
3: It's not. So, uh, long. It's like two months and then all hell is going to break loose.
1: Yeah, quick while well, we still have the Atlantic cable. We've been, <laughs> we get in touch with you. All right. So for reasons that you're probably all too familiar with, the term nutritionist is a bit maligned in the eyes of a lot of skeptics. Uh, so before we go any further, can you maybe take a second to assure our listeners who aren't already familiar with your work that you're not naturalgreenmommy.com? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, of course. So I am a registered nutritionist, which is a protected title in the UK. And what it means is that I have a biochemistry degree and I have a master's degree in nutrition, as well as several years experience in the field of nutrition. I also lecture at one of the top universities in the country. And when it comes to food and health stuff, I really know my ship.
1: Awesome, awesome. And of course, we first met you at a skeptics convention where you were doing a talk, pushing back against a lot of the detox nonsense Uh, that that skeptics deal with constantly.
3: Everything I hate all in one talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell us, Pixie, what will we be breaking down today? So we watched What the Health, which is one of my favorite documentaries that exists in the world. This movie is what happens when you give skinny white boys with an overinflated ego and an extra dose of confirmation bias access to PubMed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Eli... How bad was this movie? Well, if you
0: love basic nutritional advice, but you hate that it's not poisonous flies that murder people, you <laughs> will love this. This movie is the film version of replacing the top of the food pyramid with poison
1: a well. <laughs> Grains and dairy, Just a little poisoning the well, right? That yeah. Yeah. The most depressing thing about this movie is that it's available for free on fucking Netflix. Like, We didn't have to go to some weird website and order this on a three-stage process or anything. We didn't have to go to the dark web. This is just right there on Netflix for people who are like, huh, I wonder what health is all about. When
3: I told people that I was going on a podcast to talk about what the health, I have not received that many messages in a space of 24 hours in a long time. So many people being like, yeah, destroy it, destroy it. They were so happy yeah. and they were like, oh, my God, you're so brave, like thoughts and prayers for you in this difficult time, which I appreciated a lot because this was really <laughs> challenging for my mental health and for my blood pressure.
1: Yeah, that's kind of our our stock in trade. I, I will say, though, I, I want to give a quick shout out to apparently the Gorilla Skeptics on IMDb. It's amazing. I, I checked out the reviews on IMDb and the top eight reviews the most useful reviews were all this is a bunch of this is shit amazing. Um, and then and then it's like the ninth and tenth are like don't listen to those motherfuckers they didn't watch the
2: whole thing they didn't
1: even watch all the, <laughs> the last ones are
0: written by kip and his mom
1: <laughs> all right so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at
3: I'm going to nominate this one for best worst at alienating its own fan base. When I looked this up online and when the messages I was getting from people, the biggest takedowns and angry messages I've seen about this film are come from actual vegans. Yeah. And and they will be again today.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, partially. Yeah. Well, OK, so that's the thing is that this whole movie's argument is that veganism is good and they fucked that argument. up. so oh, How? It's such an easy... It's such an easy... I've been vegan
0: now for, I think, eight years. I was trying to calculate it when I was watching this movie. It's the easiest point to make. It's the easiest argument with everyone who doesn't just want to, like, tackle you to the ground and scream bacon in your ear. And this movie's like, oh, yeah, no, veganism's a good idea because it keeps you from seeing the future. (laughs) Come on.
1: (laughs) Well, that was my best worst. I was going to go with best worst lie. Like, like, the real arguments already work for your side. I, I'm a meat eater, but I will freely admit I can't argue with a well-informed fucking vegan without eventually just going, yeah, I know, but I just like bacon and I'm evil. Sorry. But, like, th- but this movie never gets to any of those arguments. It'd be like if there was genuine and indisputable proof of the existence of God, but all the Christian apologists still stuck with Pascal's wager.
3: I was actually going to nominate this originally for best worst cherry picking, but then I realized that pretty much every propaganda film on Netflix has the best worst cherry picking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we might be able to argue with you based on some of the ones we've reviewed on this show on that one. Oh,
3: I bet.
0: I was going to give this one best worst spokesman. Kip. All right. the, the Kip. You don't like The Kip. narrator and the guide through this movie We'll never make a point without immediately making sure you're aware that he should not be making a point, right? Like, there's no point in this movie he makes where he'll be like, yeah, I spoke to a doctor and they disagreed with me. But then I Googled. And he's just like, come on, man. He shoots himself in the foot so much. <laughs> Michael Moore could make a health movie at this point, And
1: I'd be like, all right, Michael's got some points. At least it's not clear. He He did make a health movie. Um oh, there you go. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got enough bullshit to debunk right here to make Dwayne Gish's head spin. So we're gonna keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll dive into all the receptionist harassment that is. What the health? Thanks so much. Pixie. Pixie. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
3: I mean, my pleasure. This movie was just really oh. sorry,
1: one
0: second, guys. I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, uh
3: okay. Yeah, I, I think that
1: this is going to be great because like, OK, so your focus on this one is going to be. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry real, about that, everybody. Yeah, no problem. Really useful, especially looking at things from the perspective of a nutritionist.
3: Yeah, and especially since I've come from the whole vegan side. And- Sorry,
0: one second. I just got to go take another shit. Just real quick. I'm going to take two more shits and then I'll be right back.
1: Is he OK? Oh, yeah, that's that's just Eli. Sorry, you were saying.
3: I was just saying that, you know, I used to believe a lot of nonsense. This kind of movie promotes things like that. Hey,
0: I'm back. Nope, I'm not back. Sorry, I thought I was back. I'm going to take one, maybe two more shits and then I'll be ready. Sorry, 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 sorry. No worries, Eli.
3: Are you sure he's okay?
1: I I mean, this is pretty common for him. I I don't know. I I wouldn't say okay. Has he been to a doctor to talk about this kind of thing? Oh, man. Yeah, his, his last one declared him legally dead. Boom, right there in the middle of the appointment.
0: All right. Oh, you guys talking about the lady that thought I was dead? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Hilarious, right? That actually sounds pretty awful.
0: Yeah, tomato, tomato. Anyways, how true was this movie? Am I right?
1: Guys? Just all true. The movie. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I hated this movie in record time. I didn't, didn't, they weren't even done drawing that first logo. They're still drawing the little yin yang over the earth. And I'm already like, oh, fuck you. This is before they added the ohm symbol or the fucking gong.
3: I'm just going to (laughs) say, I paused this movie 57 seconds in to get a drink because it was that awful already.
1: Whoa! Was was that perhaps in response to the dietary advice from the fourth century BCE that it opens
3: up? <laughs> I mean, that definitely helps, but I was just already <laughs> in so much pain and agony. And just the expectation of knowing what was coming just made it so much worse.
1: Oh, diabetes is coming to get you. That's the opening, basically, right? There might as well just be a diabetes pop scare at the beginning of this movie.
3: I mean, everyone knows that nutrition is basically just diabetes. There is nothing else to nutrition except diabetes. That is the be-all and end-all of all nutrition. There is nothing but diabetes.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I love because they open it up on like, you know, everybody's got all the diabetes. And then we have this large city pan, like we're looking back from a city into the suburbs as if to say, look at all them diabetes, <laughs> diabetes <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. All right. And so then we're going to meet the star of the show, Kip. Kip tells us he is a recovering hypochondriac. That is the only qualification he will ever give as to why we should be taking health information from him. But he's been on med. Well, that's no, he really knows it. He's got all the shortcuts down.
0: I have an unhealthy obsession with death, which is why you should totally trust what I say in this movie. The only qualifications (laughs) our narrator will give and he will counter
1: actual doctors several times throughout this film. Yep. Yep. All right. So I guess we, we, you know, scaremonger a little bit about diabetes. But our first victim in this film is going to be processed meats. Right. So it it starts off by telling us that the World Health Organization has classified processed meats as a group one carcinogen. Why? That's the same group as asbestos and cigarettes. And Kip is 100 percent sure
0: that that means like you could eat asbestos and bologna and get the
3: same results. (laughs) He is definitely (laughs) convinced of that. He really like has such a low level understanding of carcinogens. It's unbelievable. Okay, so real
1: quick, let me just do Kip a favor and actually read the fucking thing on the website where the who puts this out. Group one refers to the strength of the evidence,
3: not the substance. That makes sense, because otherwise, like otherwise, processed meat would be on the same level as plutonium. And every sensible person knows like they are definitely not the same fucking thing. Well, right. Also, like, it's
1: funny that he says, wow, that's the same list that has asbestos and cigarettes on it and plutonium. But he doesn't mention that it's also the list that, that has, like, alcohol, mineral oils, wood dust and the air. <laughs> Especially the yeah. air on the tube in London.
0: Well, huh? I just wanted a cross cut between, like, Chernobyl, someone dropping an isotope into a vat by accident and then a lunch lady dropping some hot dogs on the <laughs> ground. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is also where we get the um, the little image of the kids eating the fried cigarettes. <laughs> well,
0: what we get is some crazy hippie frying cigarettes while their children look on in a horror, realizing the upbringing they are about to go through. It's like, what
3: do you mean? This is this is why I don't have kids.
1: <laughs> what do they want? Their cigarettes grilled? What the fuck is wrong with these kids? <laughs> Ungrateful sons of
0: bitches. Those are Marlboro's. <laughs> Damn it. Marlboros. <laughs> And this is the first time, but not the last time, that Kip will bring up that the American Cancer Society doesn't have meat equal cigarettes as the top and only item on their homepage.
1: Oh, oh boy. All right. So now it's time for the first of many instances in this film of receptionist stalking gotcha journalism. Right? <laughs> he will do this, I think I think like four times in the movie. He'll call like the american cancer society's hotline like their 800 number and say how come you know given this classification by the world health organization of processed meats is a carcinogen blah 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 and it says on your website this and the receptionist will go What the fuck are you talking about, man? (laughs) And then he'll go, he'll turn to the camera and go, aha, they're refusing
3: to talk to me. When this poor person at the end of the phone is just like, I'm so sorry, that is literally not my job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Can I direct you? Can I connect you to a department? That's really my thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But basically, oh, and and (laughs) I don't know, I have so many things in my notes, like, And then he wondered if Bologna really killed his grandparents. I don't remember what that was in reference to.
0: Oh, every character who gets more than one interview in this movie will take a moment to be like, you know, my grandma died of common thing that kills most people. And I just know that if I had just stuffed a bunch of flaxseed in her 85-year-old form, she'd be running marathons right
3: now. And shedding herself everywhere. (laughs) All right, but hey, look,
1: just because no reputable doctors would talk to him doesn't mean that no doctors would talk to him. So
2: ooh, ooh. <laughs> I would,
1: <like> to say- <laughs> would you like to introduce us to our wacky band of characters?
3: I googled every single one of these people and oh my God, <laughs> the conflict of interest is just so large. I don't even know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, so
3: our first guy is
0: Dr. Alan Goldhammer, who, when you Google him, the first thing that comes up is his two published studies about water-only fasting in the Journal of Alternative Medicine. Enough said. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a reliable source.
3: <laughs> very, very reliable
0: source. <laughs> All right. Well, can you tell us about Dr. Joel Kahn? So he has his own website, fancy schmancy that he is, not Wix or anything. Uh, and his <laughs> website literally in big bold letters says prevent Plus, reverse disease with plant-based anti-aging, nutrition, and integrative medicine. Oh. And then the second thing on his website is, listen to me on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs>
1: We're enough. <laughs> it's done. Really?
0: We got it. Oh,
3: my God.
1: <laughs> All right. Who else? We also have Dr.
0: Michael Greger. hmm The fourth video on his website is that tomato sauce prevents prostate cancer. I have to say, out of all
3: the people that that were interviewed as part of this movie, this is the guy I hate the most above everybody else who appears in this fucking movie. Because with this guy, it's personal, right? So this guy wrote something about the, the eating disorder orthorexia on his website, and he used my research and misrepresented it to the point where he came to the opposite conclusion that I did. It's personal. I fucking hate him.
1: Oh, really? OK, so the guy, I've always seen, you know, of course, obviously, we've watched a bunch of these documentaries and I've always seen these people doing exactly that. This is the first time I've actually gotten to speak to, like, the scientist victim of it.
3: I got so many messages. People were like, this guy's <laughs> quoting your research. I'm like, I fucking hate him so much, so much. Like, if I had a hit list of people I hate most in the world, he's pretty close to the top.
1: All yeah. right. So that's because right, of UK libel laws, She can't say it, but Eli can say it. If you kill Dr. Michael Greger, we'll give you a treat T-shirt. We It'll be like the Wakefield one. Same basic design. <laughs> we'll just swap out the names. Exactly. Uh, so. All right. We also had Dr. Milton
0: Mills. Yeah. His first article on his website is about how people with AIDS who go vegan get better faster. From
1: the, from the AIDS. Yeah, exactly. They recover quicker from the AIDS.
0: Uh uh-huh. And his interviews basically consists of him doing a mean Marianne Williamson impression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, okay, then we get Dr. Michelle McMacken, who comes on to uh, tell us, I, I feel like what she was trying to tell us is that this smoking thing is overblown. <laughs> yes.
0: She's an assistant professor of medicine at NYU, a.k.a. my colleague. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And she is an actual doctor. She doesn't have a weird, wacky website. So she gets my nomination. Every pseudoscience documentary we do, there's always someone who gets nominated for Got Tricked Into the Movie. I'm (laughs) going to give Michelle McCacken my Got Tricked Into the Movie Award for what the
1: hell. Based on some of the shit she says later, I'm having trouble believing that. But okay. (laughs) All right. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And then finally, we have Dr. Michael Clapper, who comes on to tell us that diabetes and high blood pressure and obesity are all linked to diet. So that's good, <laughs> good information to have. Mind blown. <laughs> he
3: happens to sell so many vegan books. So many vegan books.
0: Not mm. just books. If you go on his website, the very first thing there is, quote, join us for a fall cleanse. Oh, oh the fuck spring you. Spa- in beautiful desert hot springs california really like five days of rest and regeneration using pure water fresh juices gentle movement fuck and you the, gentle movement the <laughs> the <sky. laughs> and the magic of the clear desert air and sun and real quote oh,
1: all right <laughs> So those are the doctors we'll
3: be hearing from. <laughs> those are going to take a minute. to jump out the window. Fucking hell. <laughs> what floor
1: are you on? Tell me what floor
3: you're on. I mean, I'm not going to die. I'm not that high. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, yeah, we can take a minute. And you're not going to fall on
0: meat, which is what would really kill you. So, yeah, you'd be fine.
3: I'm going to fall on many plants. <laughs>
1: all right. So basically, okay. And then Kip comes back on. He's got to scare us again. So he he's like, look to your left. Then look to your right. Now you have diabetes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you looked at a piece of meat. You have diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep,
1: pretty much. All right. And then, okay, so we've met our doctors. Now we have to meet our patients, right? At least the first one. And this is some sad shit. So we, we meet Michael Abdallah. He's got the diabetes. Yep. And we should point
0: out, this is the sort of classic hack trick for health movies, right? You find an unhealthy, undereducated person, and then you have them watch their diet and exercise for the first time in their life, and you pretend it's your thing that did
1: it. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. that's revolutionary. Why hasn't anyone else thought of that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so he stands there and he talks about how many different medications he has to take and stuff like that. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but like in all other times in human history, you just are dead. Very now. dead. You'd be gone now. you be? This is so much better than you being dead. And then, okay, now we have to start confusing the issues around uh, diabetes. So we have Dr. Neil Barnard come on to say that sugar has nothing to fucking do with it. It's It was the meat the whole time.
3: I mean, he's close, but not very close. I mean, sugar itself <laughs> doesn't cause diabetes, so he kind of got that right, but that's where it ends. Yeah, he says that the
0: Muscle cells get covered in fat and then they can't digest sugar.
1: <coughs> your your muscles. But no, wait, but there's a there's an animation to help. Eli, you're making it sound confusing. Um, you see, when you eat fat, the blue hexagons bounce right off the amoeba honey. They and do. then you yep. die. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is this the part where he said your red blood cells get coated by fat? <laughs> Uh, someone said that. I don't know if that was the, in this particular moment, but that was maybe my, my favorite health quote in the whole movie. He also wraps this interview by saying, very, direct quote, the
0: more carbs you eat, the less diabetes you have. And I wrote in my notes, guys, I am the cure
2: for diabetes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if that were really the case, then fruitarians would be the healthiest people ever. And fruitarians <laughs> definitely still get fat, definitely still get diabetes, definitely still get cancer.
1: Yeah. So the narrator wraps this up by going like, it's strange that everything I'd ever heard from experts disagreed with this guy's assessment. He must really be onto something. Yep. Oh. Uh, and this is where he um,
0: gets in a fight with a website again. <laughs> so so he, he goes on the website of the American Diabetes Association and finds that they recommend bacon wrapped shrimp What? that's that's basically like shooting four shots of insulin into your eyeballs i don't know what's going on
1: yeah right he's got this doctor where the guy's got like the doctor's going like well everybody bitches at the poor sugar but them cookies have butter in them too butter's bad
3: this was the point where i went to my fridge because it's really hot right now and i got some chocolate chip cookies out the fridge and started eating them to just to spite the movie.
1: Fuck Spiked yes. Cookies. I just I went downstairs and got some butter. <laughs> <laughs> just, Noah's just eating butter like a popsicle. <laughs> yeah, so then we watch him email the American Diabetes Association. Yes, you heard that right. We watch him email. Oh. Right. And and this is where we get the little plane
0: crash metaphor, right? Where he explains that cardiovascular disease causes like a tremendous amount of the death in the United States. <laughs> I just wrote, well, I mean, cardiovascular disease is pretty common because that's what they call it. When your heart stops and you stop breathing <laughs> pretty closely associated with death.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, right. But like, isn't that a good, like, like that means that we're keeping all the plane crashes and industrial explosions and wars and shit to a minimum. Doesn't it? if we're dying of heart disease,
0: Yeah, they don't want to compare this to the 1900s list where it was like, well, obviously, number one is milk leg. (laughs) Second is wild dogs.
1: Third is raccoons. (laughs) Feral hogs. Uh, (laughs) hogs. All right. So we meet uh, we also we're going to meet Amy Resnick, who is another one of our case studies, who's also dying from the baloney. She's
3: definitely going to die soon. Mm hmm.
1: Oh, oh, okay, so this is such a wild, weird fucking claim. I want to see this paperwork from her doctor. She tells Kip that she went to the doctor and the doctor says she was going to have a heart attack within the next 30 days. <laughs> I am having a heart attack right now, is what my doctor told me. It's very specific. Why the, What the fuck test did a doctor run to determine she was within a
3: calendar month of a fucking <laughs> heart attack? I like that you basically did a Freudian slip there where you said ducks like quacks.
0: That was good. Also, she lists off her medications here, and one of them doesn't belong. She's like, I'm on two medications for my asthma. I'm on three medications for my depression. then there's the heart medication. Also, some oxycodone. I
1: was like, whoa, 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 wait. How do I get some of that? (laughs) Once, question. He's from a dude out in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So now let's let's really ramp up the bullshit here. Because this is where, like, the Dr. Bernard comes on to tell us how useless medication and uh, coronary bypass surgery is. This is also where they claim that Alzheimer's is caused by baloney clogging up your brain. Yep.
0: Literally, Alzheimer's is meat in your brain.
3: What? And it's your fault at the same time.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. Exactly. It's all your fault because of the foods you ate. Also, the uh, chicken is out to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, because it's
3: salty. I would put my life savings on the fact that chicken is not the number one source of sodium in the American diet. I would put my life savings on that.
1: (laughs) And and guess what? You'd win. According to the fucking Center for Disease Control, it's bread. Right? Chicken was poultry in general was fourth. Well, oh, but you know what, though? Actually, I haven't called the receptionist at the CDC yet. They're probably. <laughs> in the, yeah, right. No, I'm sure they're in the pockets of Big Cluck or something. Yeah. But no, it fucking isn't. Yeah. They make this huge deal of chicken being the number one source of sodium. And it's just like, you know, number four source of sodium is still bad. Yeah. You still. <laughs> still. Your point is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is the greatest insight we get into how bad Kip is at thinking because he's talking about how like this website, whatever website recommends that you replace red meat with chicken. And he goes, why would they recommend moving from one carcinogenic food to another? I'm like, I got an analogy for you, Kip. The axe murders right behind you. But 40 percent of fatal car accidents happen at night. So why would the person yelling at you to drive away want you to trade one dangerous situation <laughs> for another?
3: And I love how much they complain about processed meat. And then they also complain when people say to swap processed meat for something else.
1: Well, for something that isn't veggie, yeah. Well, again, because they, they trap
0: themselves. They're like, processed meats are basically cigarettes that you gently insert into your rectum one at a time. <laughs> and then someone in their writer's room was like, so like organic meat and they were like no no fucking shut up (laughs) kyle organic meat (laughs) is also
3: made of cigarettes you're stupid and chicken it's basically cancer
1: oh yeah no it's just loaded with the cancer this is also where he says and i'd love to know where this number is coming from he says that eating an egg is just like smoking five cigarettes and i'm like That is such bullshit. Eating eggs doesn't make you look cool. This
3: egg bit is the part I think I hate the most out of all the stupid claims they make. And that's 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 really saying something. Because he literally went on PubMed, found one thing that agreed with him, and ignored the hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of research that don't agree with him. Also, these guys just don't understand cholesterol. They're like way back in decades ago when we thought cholesterol was probably bad for you because we had not done enough research yet. We know that dietary cholesterol has no significant impact on blood cholesterol. We knew that way before this documentary even came out. We still know it now. It's still true. Yeah. Yeah. He's like cherry picking
1: his studies and the decades from which he's getting his knowledge here.
0: Yeah. I mean, we should point out that a ton of this is all based like, again, he's ignoring a tremendous amount of data, but a ton of this is based on two major studies, the China study and the WHO follow up study, which were almost literally people who never went there going, I don't know. I looked at these records and the Chinese has never died. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we got to cut
2: out meat.
3: Everyone in China lives to be 8 million years old. The China study is the book I still get asked about the most. And my answer is always just the duck emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be able to spend any more effort than that because it's been so many times. I, I, that's,
1: and, and, But that's the thing. It doesn't really matter. They always just go back to the same ones, right? Because their method is just to Google shit until something agrees with them, not and then figure out if that's right.
3: I mean, a five-year-old can do that. A five-year-old can find one thing they agree with and ignore everything else. Like, congrats, well done, you're amazing (laughs) at this. Like, Seriously?
1: Yeah, well, hey, if a five-year-old couldn't do it, (laughs) neither could Kip.
3: (laughs) At the
0: end of this section, this is where we get the first, but definitely not the last. You know, there are a bunch of studies that say I'm full of shit, but they were funded by dairy, so
1: their numbers are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. also okay just small little pet peeve of mine I see this so often because I watch a lot of these docu- documentaries for this show whenever you see slow-mo b-roll of obese Americans it's always in public which means those people didn't volunteer to be in this movie and just found out later That they were being shown in slow motion, black and white, trying to cross the street as someone else (laughs) ominously said, obesity. I
0: I, (laughs) feel so bad. Carol, you'll never guess where I just saw you. (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: you're on millions of downloads. Like, hey, I'm on TV. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Also, I just want to make a brief note about dairy because this is a big misconception. The saturated fat that's found in dairy actually doesn't increase your risk of heart disease because it's the way that it's the composition of the milk proteins means it behaves differently to other sources of saturated fat like meat, for example. I mean, not butter, that definitely does raise your risk, but things like uh, milk, yogurt and cheese, it actually has a neutral effect. And what's hilarious is in the UK, this whole narrative of the saturated fat is all fine bullshit is actually being led by a quack journalist and a cardiologist who wrote a book about how, in Italy, they eat low-carb. How could I trust the <laughs> word this guy says? Like, just let that sink in for a second. Low-carb in Italy. <laughs> like, how many drugs do you have to be on to think that in Italy they don't eat spaghetti? <laughs> He's also on my hit list. Oh, okay
1: then. Also, OK, uh, Dr. Garth, Dr. Garth Davis also shows up here. And I wanted I just want to point out this one incredibly stupid thing that he says. He's like, if you think about it, children never really learn that eating food affects their health. What? Right. Like the very first, like the first two things kids learn about health is an apple a day and you are what you eat. Like those are the two literal first things that and then Flintstone vitamins.
3: Yeah. Hilariously, they're also both wrong. Well yeah <laughs> And
0: what I think is so like deeply sad is that so much of this movie comes close to being right but like it doesn't fit into a tweet so therefore it's not being educated to the American public. like nutrition requires all the things that, Pixie said at the beginning of the podcast, you need a a master's degree and to think about stuff and know that there's a difference between milk protein and other protein and boo nerd, all that stuff. And they're like, I don't know why we don't teach kids that in school. And it's like, because we're working on the
3: Pythagorean theorem, man. Like, I don't know about food, but I can do some trigonometry. (laughs) All right. So now Kip
1: comes on to say, You know, like I was... I used to buy into this whole genetic risk bullshit. You know, my dad and my grandpa both had heart attacks, but now that I think about it, those idiots both ate baloney. They were all in on the baloney. I mean,
0: I'm constantly told about this causation bullshit, but you know what I realized today? There's <laughs> correlation as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's and then he's once again shocked when a, when he discovers that Another reputable authority disagrees with every single premise of his movie. So he decides he's going to call them, too.
0: <laughs> and and I love whoever this woman was on the phone. He's like, so can you explain to me why you recommend meat on the American Heart Association's website, even though meat kills you at the very first chance of touching <laughs> it with your hands, fingers or toes? And the lady's just like. I didn't fucking write the website, man. <laughs> just, I just—I take people's credit card information and i paid nine
3: dollars an hour. Just Does Kip actually think these people have medical degrees?
1: But people are answering the phone at the American Heart Association? Yeah, <laughs>
3: because that's what you do when you have a medical degree, Jonah. Do I want to be a doctor? Nah, no, fuck it. I'll just answer some phones for a living. <laughs> hmm.
1: I bet there's some really curious citizen journalists I could help. Yeah. So the lady's like, look, dude, that has literally nothing to do with my job. And he's like another person that wouldn't talk to me. And then he goes to talk to Dr. Kim Williams about the dangers of fish.
0: (laughs) Okay, is this the one where they go to the ACC and they literally switch doctors in between question and answer? This is. My favorite bad edit of the movie they're talk the a c c is real they're like all real doctors. they do good work, and so the guys the doctor they start the edit speaking to the sentence they begin speaking to is different than the doctor they end the sentence speaking to because the a c c doctor is like, yeah, eating a lot of bacon is bad, and then it cuts to Kip being like, hmm, so you're saying fish." Are basically 99% mercury. And then a different
3: doctor is like, yes, that is what I slash he slash we are saying. I think this was the point where we first heard the word toxic, and my eyes just glazed over for five minutes because of the trauma, and I had to rewind five minutes to actually find out what was going on.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll fill you in on the five minutes. Kip says, well, yeah, I mean, that's less toxic, but. Less toxic still has the word toxic in it. (laughs) And this is the first time that we get
0: the dioxin argument, right? Which is that you know, there's pollutants in the air dioxin, which goes into the grass and then the animals eat that grass and then we eat those animals so we get dioxin poisoning. And at no point do they think about the fact that the vegetables also get the dioxin
3: poisoning. And also that we live amongst the air that Placed them there yeah apparently we all just fucked because of wind wind exists therefore we're all fucked
1: yeah <laughs> right so eat whatever you want have some bacon ramp shrimp that's what the diabetes association was saying <laughs> all right so and then of course the guy comes on and he's like and if you're a man you have no way of getting rid of dioxins but don't worry if you're a woman it'll all go into your babies and stuff <laughs>
0: And they have like an angry yellow dots attacking a fetus graphic here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we could just swap that out for some of the anti-abortion movies we've watched, too. (laughs) Maybe they just get their graphics from the same guy. I don't know. Steve's bullshit graphics. Come on down. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tony D from
0: Tony D's House of Misleading Graphics.
1: All right, so then Kimberly Snyder comes on to do the nutritionist profession proud. That is not a protected term in the U.S., is it? No,
3: and I'd just like to point out that her title of certified nutritionist means absolutely fuck all. It does not mean anything. She sells detox books. She clearly has no understanding Uh of what the human body actually does.
0: Yeah, and and the first thing on her website is her appearance on Dr. Oz, so that's all all you need to know about.
1: That tells you everything. Well, I, I will give her some credit. At one point, she says, and our organic foods aren't any better. And I'm like, OK, nailed it. Nailed yeah, it. Hey, we found we found a,
0: a <laughs> moment of agreement with Kimberly Snyder. We
1: did it, everybody. And I got to admit, I'm, I was really impressed. We made it a full 25 minutes into this movie before we started shitting on GMOs. But we got there, folks. We got there. Don't see. <laughs> they're feeding the GMOs to the MOs. And then you're eating them, so it's just like even when you eat steak, you're really eating genetically modified corn. If you think about it.
0: This is like talking to someone about how to ward off ghosts. That's what this whole section feels like. It's like, I mean, look, if you're going to draw a pentagram on your front door but not cover iron around all of your boundaries, you're just wasting your fucking time. I'll tell you right now. You're not going to get rid of those GMOs without smudging. Also, one of my favorite moments here, because they're shitting on cheese again. One of my favorite deliveries in oh, the whole God. movie is one of the doctors goes, cheese is one of the best foods <laughs> at killing you. Yes. And he, he was so sure there was going to be an organ sting there. Like, bam.
1: Yes, we learn here that cheese is the Sauron of foods. It is evil in its purest form. It'll give you multiple sclerosis. It'll give you autism. It'll give you SIDS. Who the fuck is feeding their baby cheese? But it'll give you SIDS.
0: But, but most importantly, and uh, luckily, Pixie, you've responded to this accusation. Milk is racist. <laughs>
3: someone actually accused me of being racist on Instagram because I said that milk doesn't cause cancer. And he honestly said, like, you're so racist because you're white. And I was like, okay. I don't even know what to say to that. Like, okay? Yeah, we learned
0: that, like, 95% of Asians are lactose intolerant and 75% of African Americans are lactose intolerant, which... I don't think that's
1: true. OK, it, I, I actually I think that I think those number I don't know. I don't know if the 95 percent is true, but that, that is true. Right. So here's the thing. There is actually a good point at the center of this. Our government, I don't know how the UK government is, but the US government tends to gear their dietary recommendations to just the white people without thinking too much about diversity.
2: Oh,
3: don't worry. We're just as racist when we want to be.
1: <laughs> OK, good, good. Um, we, we, we we did the whole slave thing for way long time so i i thought maybe we were still worse but that that actually is a very real problem but when you get like how you get from there to saying milk is non-carcinogenic is racist i don't fucking know
0: and this is where we get one of my favorite health hazards of the movie galactose <laughs> <laughs> my notes uh galactose he's the worst <laughs> always sending the silver surfer to warn <laughs> <of> him he's <laughs> <is> the worst <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, this is also where we
3: get the uh they're putting pus in your milk stuff. <laughs> Again, something I get told on Instagram on a regular basis. Really. And they do a really bad job of covering
0: this up here cuz they're like, "Do you know that they let 750,000 cells
1: of pus <laughs> into yes! And I was I'm sorry, cells. Cells? cells? They're 25 oh. microns wide. <laughs> And they show us they show us a syringe of milk that I guess we're supposed to. They're selling this as the syringe of pus they put in every gallon of milk.
3: And what they conveniently decide to leave out is that there are also laws saying like how many hairs and bits of rat poop you can have in grains. But that's a plant. Therefore, yep. we can't say that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> One doctor comes on here. He goes, you can think of cheese as coagul." This is an actual goddamn line from the movie. He says, you can think of cheese as coagulated cow pus, if you'd like. I, I wouldn't. Dude, you can think of it as food <laughs> regolith if you wanted to as well. You can, you can think whatever you want. We can't stop you. I know?
3: love how they really tried so hard to try and make me feel disgusted at the idea of cheese. But they failed so miserably because in that moment, I was craving cheese so hard.
1: I was eating cheese <laughs> in that
3: moment. I'm like, just me and my coagulated cow pus just having a great smothering day. smothering melted cheese over your butter stick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have me some later pus. Meanwhile, I'm typing on top of my own tummy, being like, so healthy. <laughs>
1: healthiest person on this goddamn planet. All right, so now we meet Jane Champ- Chapman, who I'm assuming had her skeleton stolen by coagulated cow pus.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is so dangerous. This And this is really, really common among vegans. The like, milk doesn't help your bones. It takes it away from your bones. And that and that's so fucking dangerous because the people who believe it put themselves in tremendous amounts of danger.
3: Hey, you know, I used to be one of those people who believed that. And I used to be one of those people who preached about this. It's basically like one observational study which has like the different countries and milk consumption against all rates of osteoporosis. But they kind of fail to take into account the huge numbers of confounding variables. For example, the countries that have the highest rates of osteoporosis also have the biggest aging population. Huh? <laughs> huh? I wonder if there's a correlation there. <laughs> and they also showed a study which I looked up because they, that study was on postmenopausal women and dairy, which makes absolutely no sense because once you once you've finished going through menopause. You stop laying down bone mass and you gradually lose bone mass each year until you die. So eating extra calcium is literally going to do fuck all at that point. You're a lost cause. You have to eat the the calcium before you're in menopause. It's amazing that Kip's Googling didn't pick that up. Huh? Yeah.
1: OK. And so here I, I want to go back to that first study you were talking about, because they show us a chart, right, of the highest rates of osteoporosis and the highest rates of milk consumption, all being the same countries and shit. And they show us a bunch of flags. And I'm like, boy, are they hoping we don't know which flags those are. <laughs> right. Because just- like the very the, like the best ones with the lowest milk consumption, and the lowest osteoporosis were in order to. Nigeria Papua New Guinea South Africa Thailand and Malaysia like ooh, if I could only be healthy like the folks of Nigeria Papua New Guinea (laughs) to be
0: to be fair they they burn you for being a witch way before you get osteoporosis in Papua New Guinea At least we're not in... What's at the top of the graph here? Sweden, Norway, and Iceland. Yeah, Yeah. right, right.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Dodged a bullet. And again, he he ends this section by bothering yet another charity. And and this one's weird. He bothers the Susan G. Coleman Foundation for not
1: having fuck yogurt (laughs) on their front page. (laughs) Oh, God, this was the worst. Like, this guy keeps... They told him to fuck off on the phone so he shows up anyway at a breast cancer charity organization to give them a piece of his mind. How does he think he's the good
3: guy in this goddamn movie? It's mad. Also this whole idea of like, oh, if you don't want to get cancer just don't eat dairy. It's like, if you don't want to get cancer die young. That is the way
0: that's, <laughs> that's the t-shirt we're giving out if you killed Pixie's enemies. Yes. If you don't
1: want to get cancer <laughs> die young. It's also the one I'm having embroidered in a pillow for my. <laughs> Don't worry, I put I'll put a byline on there for you, Pixie. Absolutely. All right. So then, Kip, he wants us to know, like, he's not a good. He's he's bad to the bone. He lives dangerously. He's been a hardcore cheeseaholic his whole life, <laughs> even knowing the risk. Okay, this is pseudoscience
0: like fodder, and I know a lot of people do this, but the uh, the queso are heroin comparison here. <laughs> I S- wanted so badly just a flash cut to someone shooting milk into the veins in their feet because <laughs> their arms are fucked.
3: Boys, up. Like strange the eyeballs, like yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, cheese is basically like a like a crack dealer. This, I'm sorry. This is the part where he says that it's it's causing autism. Oh fuck you! Didn't gonna mm-hmm. steal
3: that at one point and put it on a billboard? Yep. yep. Yes, yeah. they did. Great. Yeah, Glad that happened. That was a good idea
1: yeah yeah no it makes it way easier to later talk people into believing that vegans aren't full of shit huh <laughs> yeah. so yeah so we have this doctor that comes on and he's like look cheese might be killing babies and giving them monsters we don't know look we're eating that shit even though we can't tell it from body odor when we're blindfolded you know it's up to some crazy shit <laughs> and then we stop and I love this moment here he stops to talk about all the drugs that they feed to the animals what does he think happens to like they stuff them in their meat and then we eat them. Like, what does he think happens to those drugs? Just inject straight into the steak.
0: His entire source for this is a quote unquote nonprofit. That's entire existence is suing people over GMOs. Oh, improperly really? labeling, yeah. So this whole like nonprofit that he interviews, the lawyers and the doctors and the president and the vice, it's just the same company. And literally, all they do is sue people for producing or improperly labeling GMOs.
1: Wow, wow. Um, yeah. So, and this is also, I found this was a, just an amazing line and graphic to go with it. He says at one point, he's like, "Over four hundred and fifty drugs are given to animals," and they, and I'm like, "At once? What? What am I supposed to be freaking out about here?" <laughs> I'm um, like that's all the animals in the universe that we give drugs to. By the way, um, and he's got this list going by of all the drugs, and of course it's all shit you've never heard of. So it's just you know scary sounding words. But if you if you pause just right, you'll notice that they uh, contain things like animal shampoo. That was literally
0: on his list. It's like Brexit's video about the pillow regulation. <laughs> oh, God, Don't mention
1: Brexit. Please don't mention Brexit. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It was, Wasn't was it enough that we made her watch What the Health Dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need to make it worse. <laughs> and then
0: this is where they do that, like, good point, terrible reason moment. They're like, yeah, you know, we stuff like 700 chickens into one square foot of cage and they are forced to live on the dead bodies of their families and... That's bad for you. And that's why it's
2: wrong. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you, the reason why we shouldn't torture animals in cages too small for them to take a full breath in is because it
3: might make you fucking sick. Ugh. I like how this is the first time they're actually making a good argument about animal welfare and they just then just gloss right over it like it doesn't even matter. Like vegans yeah. don't care about animal welfare and just care about themselves. Yeah,
1: right, right, exactly. Not only do they gloss over it, but they turn it into self-interest bullshit. They're like, oh, those, poor an- those animals, they don't say, oh, the poor animals, shit, no, that, that, that's, I'm going the wrong way entirely. They're like, gross, <laughs> that's their argument. <laughs> yeah, their argument is like, yeah,
0: I mean, look, when a pig lives in a box that it literally can never walk in its whole life, that,
1: that'll give you a tummy <laughs> ache, and that's why you should be concerned. <laughs> I don't want you to... There's Never also mind. this great moment where this lady comes on and she starts going, you know, there's been X found in meat. There's been Y found in meat. And I'm like, L- lady, I can wrap bologna <laughs> around anything. What do you want to find in meat? I can give it to you.
0: <laughs> See, I sent her some photos and all of a sudden
1: <laughs> I'm blocked and have to wear the ankle
0: bracelet again. <coughs> Not that.
1: All right. So, yeah. And then, and again, I'm, I, I am not exaggerating the hyperbole. This isn't hyperbole squared or anything. This movie literally says that eating meat is like four 9-11s a year.
2: That's how you can
3: tell this is definitely American.
1: Yeah, Yeah, right, right, because nobody thought he was talking about November 9th there. Yeah. Yeah,
3: If you tried to say that in the UK, people would be like, "Uh, what happened in November? (laughs)
0: and they stay on a good point for like a whole 40 seconds at the end of this section i was so proud of them they were like hey you know pig farms they take all the pig shit and then they mix it with water and then they spray it at black people's houses and it makes them sick and i was like oh oh are we gonna make it the whole way through and then they were like and that is why black people have cancer and i was like oh so close so (laughs) okay
1: you
3: did. Also, pigs are racist.
1: <laughs> right. Even their shit is racist. Yeah. All right. So, yes, we 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 take a big visit to North Carolina, the swine waste state of America. And uh, we go to visit some pig shit, which seems weird. That's actually the topic Expedia recommendation. If you book a <laughs> flight into Charlotte, it's not as weird as you think yeah. to learn that hog poop is racist and also to sh- to have an excuse to show dead pigs and wheelbarrows for a very large portion of this film. a tremendous again
0: they are really going for the yuckiness factor here yep. not the cruelty not the living conscious beings the like look at that those pigs aren't even stacked correctly <laughs> waiter comes over starts wrapping pigs in a napkin i'm doing it
1: i'm first doing in them. first out motherfucker <laughs> All right, so then we have an interview. This is the saddest fucking thing you'll ever see. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Second saddest. We'll get to the saddest in a minute. We He interviews the lady that lives behind the pig shit field. And yes, she has a sad story to tell. She lives out behind the pig shit field. I feel like there's selection bias happening mm-hmm. at a certain yeah. point. <laughs> And and the problem is that this woman is
0: speaking very genuinely about the problems that low income families face and what it's like to live next to factory farms and the damage it does to environments. Those are all very real, very valid concerns. And Kip is like, yeah, so like if I I go vegan, you'll be fine. Right. And she's like, no, actually, if you provided me a support network so that I didn't have to live next to (laughs) feces spraying fields, that would be great. And he's like, got it, got it. You want me to eat vegan cheesy popcorn? I don't. I want you to help me. A human being standing in front of you, holding a baby. Got it. Yell at that baby for eating bacon. No, don't yell at it. Don't worry. I'm going to explain how veganism only costs $15. (laughs) Yeah,
1: don't worry. Don't worry. I'll keep you in mind later. Oh, Oh, also, the guy that he interviews at the end on North Carolina, the guy who labels North Carolina the feces capital of the world, and pounds his chest while wearing a lapel mic
2: is the
3: best. He's, I'm gonna be proud. honest. I'm gonna be honest about this guy. I could not understand ninety percent of what it said of what he said. I could just hear was just like maga 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 Trump Trump <laughs> Trump punch
1: done. That was it. It was that's all I could hear. Yeah, no. It, North Carolina accent wise is sort of the Scotland of America. So I get it. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we understand. All right. So in the next day, by the way, he wakes up in America's pig poop capital and finds out that another big fish die off has occurred. Yes. Oh. And you're like, oh, is he finally going to make some good arguments about the environmental damage caused by factory farming? And the answer is, yeah, but don't worry. It's only eight seconds long. Yeah. I
3: counted it. I went and watched it three times to count it. And it was 17 seconds. Yes, I counted No kidding. It. 17 seconds. We just covered the entire issue of global warming in 17 seconds.
1: Beating only the GOP. Yeah, wow. All right. And then, okay, so we, we, but, and and the the thing that we move away from the environmental impacts for is so fucking stupid. This is the worst thing you'll ever see. This is where the American Diabetes Association got back with him and condemned some poor human being to argue with this guy. Oh my God. I feel so bad for Dr. Robert Ratner. So bad. Okay. So here's the thing. You need to read, Robert,
0: listener, if you need to feel bad for anyone ever, you need to read Robert Ratner's bio. He like, he's like one of those medical heroes who like was born in the dirt and scrambled his way and invented the way to shoot diabetes into your own brain. And then he rose to the American Diabetes Association. And we just get to watch Kip be like, I need you to say chicken causes diabetes. And Robert Ratner to be like, (laughs) i dedicated my whole life to this. The whole interview is just him trying
3: so hard and succeeding not to punch Kip in the face. not going to lie, I would not have succeeded. If someone comes up to me and says, I did a Google search, my immediate reaction is, fuck you, get out of my face. Oh my fucking, yeah, because that's exactly what happens. This poor
1: guy thinks that somebody's doing a documentary about diabetes and about health and then realizes about three minutes in that this guy's going to argue with him. He's not here for his expertise. He's here to make accusations. Right. So like he goes, well, you know, I saw some research online that said you might be able to prevent or even reverse diabetes with a purely plant based diet. And Dr. Ratner's like, yeah, that's not correct. Uh, There's a lot of stuff on the Internet. (laughs) That's not one of the true things. I don't believe there's sufficient
0: evidence to demonstrate that. Translation, fuck (laughs)
3: you. (laughs) I've been in this guy's shoes, but to a much lesser degree, obviously, like not TV, but on social media. I've spent so much time doing science communication work on social media. I can tell now if someone is worth engaging in conversation and have a discussion and debate or if it's pointless. So it's no wonder all these people like this poor guy didn't want to talk to Kip because You can tell when someone's full of shit and is just there to start an argument, not to actually have a discussion. So why waste your time and energy like that? I wouldn't do it on Instagram, let alone on TV. (laughs) In your
1: fucking office, no less, while you're at work. And hey, let's give
0: Robert Ratner his credit here. He only kind of loses it once. He like very politely <laughs> exits the interview. But as he's trying to undo his mic, Kip's like, will you recommend a diet on your website? They don't, by the way. They use nope. the word diet on their website, but they don't have like the diet of whatever. And he just pauses. And like 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 the end of Sophie's Choice, he just goes, any diet works. <laughs> Diet. and i just saw like the years of research and work just on his back all the patients he's seen die and lose toes and kip's just like how can you recommend bacon wrapped shrimp on your website?
1: he goes this interview is over and kip goes well who can i talk to and he goes Anyone
3: but me, dude.
1: Like that's, that's all I can say.
3: That's oh. how few fucks he gives at that point. he's just gives so few fucks. He's like, just get out. Anybody but me. Anybody. Well, he he's he tries
1: for a second too. He like he stops after he's already got his microphone off and he's about halfway out of the room and he stops and he goes like, Hey, man a study is not a valid goddamn argument, especially when you're talking to a person whose entire job it is to keep up on all of the information coming out about this I can show you a fucking study that says diabetes is caused by the blue hexagons getting honey all over the fucking red circles and shit, okay, that doesn't mean a fucking thing, what matters is the consensus of experts Mm -hmm. and Kip's like
0: Europe exists (laughs)
1: Well, and the the best part of this fucking scene is after Dr. Ratner leaves and goes and smokes a fucking much needed joint or something, Kip goes back down to his car and talks into his camera to give us his take on what just happened, which is odd since we just saw it. We shouldn't need his take. But he goes, he's like, once you start talking about preventing diabetes, suddenly they don't want to talk to you. I'm like. What actually happened is once you start pretending your Internet research trumps the measured response of a fucking expert, they don't want to talk to you. that's (laughs) That's what I saw. Yeah, right. And again, you know, another thing to point out about this, like, you know, most people watching this don't know the way that Dr. Ratner knows the tells of, oh, this is one of these vegan milk causes cancer quacks, right? We know those touts, right? Like, so if somebody walks up to me with genuine questions, say, about atheism, I know what kind of questions they're going to ask when people walk up to me that are just going to try to, like, work me into the gotcha flow chart that they got from Ray Comfort's website. I also know that that's what Dr. Ratner was dealing with here. Right.
0: And again, was incredibly polite. This is his life's work. Yeah. And he became aware in the moment that this person is distributing
1: poisonous and deadly lies. And didn't punch him. Yeah. So way to go. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we all need a minute to fill out a little sympathy card for Dr. Ratner. So we're going to take a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Kip be able to pick these cherries in time? How many government employees does it take to stuff cheese into a pizza crust? Anybody want to smoke some egg? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the counterfactual conclusion of
3: What the Health? I would totally smoke egg.
1: You guys, you
0: guys. Eli, what? I have an amazing idea for a movie. You guys are going to love
3: this. Trust me. Eli, can we just get back to recording? We've stopped this like a dozen times so you can throw up. Okay, just hear me out. Hear me out, okay? It's called Murder
0: Stop. Murder Stop. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a documentary where we talk about all the reasons you shouldn't murder people.
1: Oh, so like we would just come on and go because it's wrong. I mean, it sounds
0: pretty obvious. No, not not that at all. Like, listen to this. This is how I think we open it. Forty-five percent of murderers die of cancer by the age
3: of twenty-one. Right. Like, whoa, Um, I have a wait. No, that's true. No, no,
0: no, no, it's not true. But it's scary, right? Or like we could just open it with like just one not murder can guarantee you'll live to be 400 years old and never have an ice cream headache again. That's not
1: more true.
3: Look, Eli, I get what you're trying to do, but the reason to not do immoral things is because they are immoral, not because of some nonsense pseudoscience or fear-mongering or false promises of health. You can't just trick people or scare people into making good moral decisions. You can present your arguments and hope that they see your side of things, but that's, you know, pretty much it.
0: Okay, Pixie, I feel like you really didn't get this movie. Can I tell you then? Wait, one of you didn't?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left off, Kip was ruining the entire day and possibly week of some nice doctor. And now we're going to blame milk for type one diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I came across several studies that said milk caused type one diabetes. I very intentionally didn't come across much larger and better studies that showed those ones were wrong. (laughs) But this is where he reveals the conspiracy behind it all.
0: All those studies that prove him wrong are funded by
3: food.
2: I mean,
3: this is like the typical ignorant idiot complex. This idea that I can't possibly be wrong, therefore it must all be a conspiracy.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) When everything I see disagrees with me, it means they're all in on the goddamn conspiracy.
3: Right. And I love that
0: in order to deal with this, right, what he's done is he's switched. The, he's moved the goalposts from are funded by to accept donations. from. Yep. So now <laughs> he goes through a list of all those places and he's like, motherfuckers took
1: big yogurts money. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the soundtrack for this bit is so evil and haunted house and
3: amazing. It's so ominous and it's so loud that it almost drowns out all the talking, but sadly not quite.
1: Yeah, not enough. Not loud enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he starts, like, showing up at these corporate offices demanding to speak uh, to someone on behalf of the millions of people that have died from the scourge of baloney.
3: But he literally goes <laughs> up to reception and says, millions of people are dying. And then why <laughs> he get kicked out.
1: I'm sorry, did you bring a, the end is nigh placard into our office, <laughs> dude? <laughs> it's like, hey, you've your tinfoil hat. So now, just but just in case, none of these doctors have convinced you, we're also going to hear from renowned medical expert and jackass's very own Steve O.
3: Steve O. Yeah, I have no idea who this guy is. Should I be? Should I know who this guy is? Oh, I'm so
1: much more oh. impressed with everything that you are now, baby. <laughs> I amazing. wish oh. that I did not. No, this is a guy who like jumped into sewage for a living for a while. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so he tells this story. This is so stupid. This guy is such an idiot. He was, like, going to do a comedy bit at, uh, uh, what, the American Cancer Society or whatever, something like that, and he came in and he saw that they had chicken on their buffet, so he stormed out because, and I quote, that would be like serving alcohol at an AA meeting. (laughs) What?
0: Sure, sure. I like how they, but that's great. I love framing vegans as, like, ex-meat-aholics, like just me sitting there, someone gently patting my back. I lapsed. I lapsed and I had a double bacon cheeseburger. Oh. Where's my William S. Burroughs? Yes. Woke up next to an underage prostitute and a bunch of empty McMuffins.
1: <laughs> oh. All right. And then there's this very weird moment where he's like, I was going to interview a surgeon, but they told me to fuck off too. I brought a clip. (laughs) Okay,
2: so
0: the woman who sends him off is either the worst at PR or is a stooge because she's like, hi, yes, sorry, we've canceled your interview because the hospital makes money off of those operations and we're all about money here. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what her feedback meeting with administration is like later. Hey, Carol, did you
3: speak to the interview team? Oh yeah, yeah. I sent them on their way. Great, great. Thanks so much for that. So, um, what did you say? Oh, you know the usual. I told them I'm sorry
0: we can't give interviews. We understand the doctor gave permission, but we're evil. mwa-ha-ha. Ha. The usual, you know, I just let them through the basics.
3: Um, uh, wait. I'm sorry.
0: What? Oh, you know that the doctors can't give permission on behalf of the hospital,
3: and that we're evil. Wahaha.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, should I not have said that? Was that not not right?
3: No, of course not. So doctors can give interviews. God damn it, Carol.
1: Okay, all right. So I'm sympathetic to this woman because here's what happened. He didn't he didn't explain this, but this is my guess. He was going there to have a discussion with the doctor about gastric bypass surgery. Right. Like that, that would make sense at this point. In his movie, that that's what he wanted to put here, but then the hospital found out. Oh no, he's a lunatic scare weirdo that's going to try to twist your words and make it sound like this is super dangerous. And then, yeah, the lady just didn't phrase that very well on the way out.
0: Yeah, or even better, maybe doctors aren't allowed to just willy nilly grant interviews on the na- on behalf of hospitals they don't
1: run. Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> All right, and now it's time to turn our eyes to the real villain here, the government. So this is where we learn, for example, that the food pyramid is sponsored by food people. Those sons of bitches. Now,
0: Pixie, coming from the UK, you've got sort of a different take on this. You want to tell us the sort of compare and contrast
3: to the UK here? Yes, obviously, I can't really claim to know that much about US guidelines but, you know, in, in terms of the UK, we have so there's this group of people who all come together to basically have a discussion about the evidence. And they're the Scientific Advisory Committee on Nutrition. And they are completely impartial. They are literally volunteers or sometimes paid by the government to do this. They write a report and they, and then no one has any say about what should be in this report from any industry whatsoever. They just write this report, put it out there and tell you all the details about everyone who's contributed towards it and then ask for additional information from actual experts, rewrite it and then publish it all just on the government website so you can see all this information. But they have no connection to industry whatsoever. They literally just get paid or sometimes volunteer to just write these reports and that's it. And then the government has to respond to that, and use that in their legislation. Interesting. Well, according to this movie, um, our government <laughs>
0: sponsors the ads for stuffed crust pizza. So you can see how it's slightly different in the
1: U.S. The, uh, Alright, so, the, I, 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 again, with the caveat that I have no expertise in this whatsoever, this is another one of those kernel of truth at the bottom of his pile of bullshit, his Jurassic Park level pile of bullshit. There is a problem here that Right, right right like the us government finds it necessary to subsidize certain aspects of our agricultural industries right and, and and that makes sense right we do want to make sure that you know people can still farm and make money so we'll always have food and shit but this does get kind of fucked up when it starts winding up in like you know, influencing school lunch programs and shit like that. So there is a legitimate problem here. The legitimate problem is not that there are six men on the government payroll whose entire job is to figure out how to put more cheese into McDonald's food, which is what he presents in this goddamn movie.
3: (laughs) Also, I love the idea that the government decided to make stuffed crust a thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like that's just marketing. Like Stuffed All right, is Pizza just-
1: Hut, we got a good one for
3: you. Yeah, Stuffed Cross is just really good marketing by marketing people who work in food. Like, what does the government have to do with
1: that? Well, okay, here's an actual line. This all, by the way, comes from Mark Kennedy, who might be my favorite loon in this entire movie. This is an actual line from Mark Kennedy. The Wendy's bacon double cheeseburger? Government program. <laughs> What? What the fuck are you talking about? I love the idea of them like lowering
0: themselves down into an underground government base, <laughs> past
1: uranium and super viruses, to the
2: double bacon
1: cheeseburger. Some kind of like Wendy's based uh, Manhattan project going on in the desert somewhere. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, okay, and now we're going to shit on milk some more, I guess. We're talking about how big dairy is just like big tobacco, and they give this, this is another one that, like, scare tactic bullshit loves to use. They're talking about how, you know, the the milk company needs to find new ways to replace its dying customers. I'm like, okay, that sounds sinister when you say it like, like that, but that's true of all companies that cater to mortals, right? <laughs> Though? <laughs> Every time a mortician is looking for a new job, you know, I mean, that's. ah, All right, yeah. But then he spends a while bitching about how the school lunch programs don't even seem to be concerned with the risk of colorectal cancer in fourth graders. Those sons of bitches, they're just smoking
0: their pizza at every lunch meal. (laughs) They don't know what they're going for. He he also brings up. A gag laws here, which as someone who is still and, and really was for a very long time, a crazy vegan, agag laws exist for like, I can't believe we have to do this, but please stop calling for the death of factory farmers oh on your weird God.
1: vegan website. Yeah, right. No, these are laws that label terrorists as terrorists just for using terrorism tactics. <laughs> yeah, stop setting
0: buildings on fire is literally what agag
1: laws are. Oh, God. Oh, and then Kip has this little bit where he's like, "Uh, and hey, by the way, why doesn't bacon have a Surgeon General warning like cigarettes? <laughs> and I, I just I want to I did some research because tobacco increases your risk of lung cancer by 1900 percent. And two out of every three <laughs> tobacco users regularly will die because of that. And bacon increases your risk of colorectal cancer from 2.4% to like 2.9% over your lifetime if you eat it daily based on some studies, but not others. That's the exact same thing. That's what you said. They are
2: are equivalent. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Hardly worth drawing a distinction there. Um, And then he also bitches because the government won't let us sue McDonald's for
0: (laughs) making us fat.
1: (laughs) Cheeseburger laws. I actually try to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. They're, they're, I believe there have been several lawsuits kicked back because of that, to the point where the government's like, let's just make <laughs> a fucking law to tell people you can't do wow, that. just wow. But apparently, like they were, yeah. We, well, they were suing on the same models. Like you know, we sued the tobacco companies for all of the public health dollars that we spent, you know, because of their bullshit, the the bullshit science that they were interjecting into the discussion. And people were like, well, McDonald's also made me unhealthy, and thought they they could get away with that, but you know. Since the tobacco industry makes 100% of the tobacco and McDonald's doesn't make 100% of mm. the fat, this is the food. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dumbass concept.
3: Did you consume 100% McDonald's? Because, like, <laughs> yeah, if you're not, then it's kind of, you know, food is a little bit more complex than just smoking. So there's like no one food that's going to automatically make you fat. There's no one food that's automatically going to make you sick. I mean, unless you're allergic to it. That's that's about it. Other than that, it's really fucking complex.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, all I'm saying is Kip just wrote you off. Obviously, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're probably in the pockets of big pork, too. And then we learn the exploits of the egg mafia. (laughs) Right? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make you okay. an over. you can't refuse. Uh, See, we don't need Heath. We don't need Heath. That was that dude, was terrible. I, I
0: can, I, there but before the grace of someone finding our emails, go <laughs> we. All right? Because this, <laughs> this entire section is dedicated to some egg <laughs> executives' emails being like, oh, yeah, this guy is publishing some stuff about how eggs are bad. Should we have him murdered? Oh, yeah, let's totally have him murdered, wink. And he's like, that's right. Murder. <laughs> they were actually planning
2: <laughs>
1: murder. <sighs> yeah, like that's not even as bad as like the worst thing we've said on this episode. I wrote my notes. I'm like, wow, people made jokes that are tamer than four out of the five <laughs> texts that Eli sends me, <laughs> and that earned them the scary music. Okay. Yeah, more creepy music, more
3: creepy lighting. <laughs> oh
1: god. Okay, and then they they come on and they're like, you think the medical industry really wants to keep you healthy? Well, then. Let me ask you this. How are they going to make all that money they'll lose on all them stints and stuff?
2: What?
1: Big stint turned out to be behind it the whole time.
0: <laughs> and then, because this movie just needs to reach the height of absurdity, we're going to interview Jake Conroy. Now, listener, I know you don't know who Jake Conroy is. But he's part of a group that literally firebombed people's houses. Oh my God. And we're going we're going to interview him like he was put in jail for wearing a meet is murder. T-shirt. No, OK, so here's <laughs> the
1: thing. When we meet Jake Conroy, the little blurb underneath him says formerly imprisoned activist. Right. So you think of like Eli and the close the camps thing. Right. That's what they're trying to make you think of, because if they put right. dude arrested for Internet stalking, it wouldn't sound very <laughs> heroic, would it?
0: No, it doesn't have the quite same ring as listed hate group on the S.B.L.C. member.
1: Also, and I want to back up just a little bit to point this out. This movie actually says at one point they have a doctor come on and say, by the way, statins don't work. That's all a bunch of bullshit.
0: Yeah, and that's about as dangerous a piece of advice you can put out into the world, let alone in your movie. That oh. is
3: really fucked up. We actually, in the UK, we have this one idiot cardiologist. Funnily enough, the same one who says in Italy they eat low carb. He sometimes goes around to medical <laughs> schools and tells people, tells medical students that statins aren't just ineffective, but they actually kill people, which is why he is so close to the top of, of my list of people I hate. And I actually went up against him at an event once, and he just sent all his Twitter followers to come attack me because he couldn't refute my arguments just
1: saying oh wow that's always the sign of a good medical professional <laughs> right
3: and instead of instead of attacking my science they decided to make fun of my name oh well there yeah, yeah. there
1: you go yeah, exactly
3: all right so then he meets
1: with the whistleblower that spilled the beans about the mad cow disease yeah and again this guy's he's like yeah so here's the big
0: secret the government told me not to do interviews like this one because I'm saying crazy things like I'm saying.
1: Yeah, look, he tries to sell that the government is evil because in his job as a USDA meat inspector, he was told not to do media interviews if they contact you and instead refer it to your superior. What fucking job doesn't tell you? I tell Eli that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and as,
0: as though to prove them correct, his next sentence is... I think like five out of ten people in the United States have mad kids right now. I mean,
3: that would explain a lot of the politics that you have going on.
1: Yeah, no, actually, it would. It would. <laughs> explain how filled this basket of deplorables is getting. And then and also he switches right from, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're covering up the mad cow epidemic and just calling it Alzheimer's. Also, just poop all over your chicken. <laughs> just poop everywhere. Also, uh, pus filled Infections, y'all want to see some? Yuck. Mm. I love it because that section ends with Kip going like, I'd have enough. I was disgusted. I'm like, is that because you just got done editing two minutes of oozing carbuncles from pig corpses into your movie? I'm also disgusted, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we get a little break here where they refute that... You don't need meat to get protein, an argument I have literally never heard a serious person
3: make. But it's true. Everyone is bored of not just vegans, but non-vegans are so bored of this argument by now. When
1: Henry David Thoreau tackled it, people were like, "Okay, we get it. We've heard this. We get it, it, guys. All right. Yeah. The short answer, by the way, rice, beans, that kind of shit. Right. I mean, and the.
0: They don't even do the smart stuff because because rice and beans, you can actually show like human amounts, but they just have a mixing bowl full of rice and broccoli. And they're like, look, that's the same amount of protein as chicken. And you're like, "Okay, don't use broccoli. That's
2: too much broccoli.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even a sensible thing. If they'd done rice and beans, that would have made sense because when you combine those two foods, you end up getting all the all the amino acids that your body needs. But brown rice and broccoli, you're actually going to be lacking in some essential amino acids like lysine, because different plant foods have different composition of amino acids. That's why often like animal also protein are considered complete proteins. But you could eat 2000 calories of brown rice and broccoli and you would still be lacking in certain amino acids. So their argument is not even correct. Yeah,
1: again, like they, 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 there is a very easy, simple, correct argument and they don't use it. Yep. Instead, they have some idiot coming on there telling me, are you telling me that great apes need a different diet than humans? Psh.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Elephants, bison, rhinos, Eli Bosnick, the perfect physical specimens <laughs> of strength and health. Also, can we just talk about the tiny vitamin moment he has you're Like, yeah, when you're a vegan, you have to take a bunch of supplements because you don't get them from animal products. And they're like, sure, you do have to take vitamins. And I'm just like, it's okay. Just say you have to take yes. a vitamin. You have to take a fucking B12.
3: Oh, but no, they can't say that because their whole argument that's coming up is this idea that vegan is natural, yep. the most natural diet that humans are supposed to eat, but you can't get B12.
1: Yeah, well, right, exactly, because that destroys their entire fucking argument as soon as they admit that there is any supplement that you have to take whatsoever, goddamn ever. They're like, hey, you ever seen chimps? They don't eat a lot of meat. And I'm like, yeah, they haven't mastered cooking at all, have they? But they do eat fucking meat. (laughs) They have the little animation where he's like, well, if we were true omnivores, we'd have cartoon werewolf teeth. Okay, who... Who is basing their
0: diet choices on jaw size? I see this all the time on like <laughs> vegan websites, and people are like, Look at your jaw. Was there ever a person in human history who was like, Holy fuck, my fangs are small? You know, like veganism <laughs> for so me. This whole
3: jaw thing, the jaw measuring is basically what vegans do for dick measuring contests. <laughs>
1: Well, now I will say, though, I've seen this argument go in the other way a million times. Right. When you present the vegan or vegetarian argument to somebody, they'll be like, no, look at my canines. They're sharp. I'm supposed to eat meat. (laughs) Right. So I've heard it go in the other way quite a bit. Yeah. But he's basically he has a whole segment of it saying, no, you're a self-hating frugivore. get over it. You're not a fucking omnivore. You've been lied to. And at one point, because they're talking about how rounded our canines are. One of the doctors comes in and delivers this amazing line. He says, human canines are useless for tearing anything but an envelope. (laughs) I would give a major organ to watch this guy open his mail now. How (laughs) are you using your canines? I can't even picture that in my mind.
0: (laughs) I I chew on my mail for 30 to 40 (laughs) solid minutes. (laughs) Then as the wet... (laughs) Simple
3: remains of my mail falls out of my mouth. I try to read it. What do you guys do? Weird. And then they talk about this idea of like, oh, our teeth could never chew through raw meat. And then he literally bites almost into his cat as he's holding it. (laughs) That poor cat. The
0: the cat makes this movie because he literally turns to Cameron and he's like, this motherfucker feeds me vegan cat food. <laughs> oh, no,
1: this please this bullshit. do whatever you do. Don't do that shit. I've actually like, met people who do. Don't fucking do that.
3: Don't, don't do it. Your cat can't make
0: fucking moral choices.
3: Also, right, this this whole idea of that human teeth can't chew or can't access raw meat just doesn't make sense. So I've watched some weird documentaries in my time and one of them had this super mega paleo guy who like killed a deer, drank its blood and then chewed on the raw meat. So, I've seen a human do that. It was a really weird show. I mean, don't ask. It was really weird. do exist.
1: All right. Well, I know what movie we're getting you on for next time. All right. Also, okay, (laughs) this gets my what the fuck point are you making award of the entire film. Uh, And that was a competitive category, folks. This is the point where the guy says, like, now think about it like this. Most people would see a fruit smoothie and go, yum. But you wouldn't want to eat a fish smoothie, would you?
3: I am convinced that there is someone out there who definitely puts meat in a blender.
1: <laughs> well,
3: actually, he's just off from
1: the show this week, but if you'd come on any other week, I could introduce you to him. That to, uh,
3: <laughs> just to confirm, that was not sexual innuendo. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: no, no not from wasn't. us either. No, we mean he will exactly. literally.
1: Yeah, no, we are we're being very serious right yeah, now. If Eat anyone has ever had a, a beef smoothie in their life, it's going to be my co-host Ethan. I thought, right? I thought
3: you literally meant that he puts his dick in a bent. <laughs> I mean that too. am <laughs> not going to say do he it I mean, I'm not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a reason why he's not on the show this week.
2: <laughs> that on button
0: is too close to the to his knee. We told him, anyways, he'll be fine.
1: All right, but now it's time to ask what would happen if we did start eating a vegan diet? Could we all be as healthy as Eli? (laughs) If you dream big, kids, you too can shit 743
0: (laughs) times a day. And again, they get so close to the truth here. They're like, a lot of people will tell you that a variety of diets can work and that it's really about making healthy and smart choices and that if you eat an entire bag of cheesy popcorn at 1.30 in the morning while typing jokes into the middle distance, you won't end up healthy. They're wrong. (laughs) Eli
2: is the pinnacle of man.
0: He is the (laughs) overman. Look at that package of Oreos he just ate for (laughs) breakfast.
1: Oh, oh God. Yeah. And then this is the scariest moment in the movie, right? Because we check back in with a few of our test subjects and they don't even have to take their insulin anymore. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, and this this is where the movie because look, here's the thing. Up until this point in the movie, it was just wrong. Right. And it was wrong in the larger sense. It was wrong with a capital W, but it wasn't murderously wrong. It wasn't (laughs) (laughs) homicidal. And this little throwing your medication away montage Uh is so fucking heartbreaking for these three genuinely sick human beings who are going to suffer the consequences when Kip packs up his natural green mommy version of a camera and goes off to write, you know, fucking juice fast 2.0 or whatever the next fucking cowspiracy ripoff movie that he makes is. Here's the thing about medication. All right. And as someone who's been on medication for a long time and will be for the rest of your life, the moment you get on medication, everyone in society tries to tell you that someday you're not going to need medication anymore. Someday you're going to eat the right thing or you're going to exercise the right way or you're going to do enough jumping jacks and you're not going to need medication anymore. And the best metaphor I've ever gotten for this is fucking glasses. When I got my glasses in third grade, no one ever said, you know, man, if you go full keto, you won't need glasses anymore. Right. Medication is like your fucking glasses. You need it until the day you die. And when we don't ostracize people or make them feel like victims or like they've done something wrong and that's why they need their medication, it becomes like glasses and nobody thinks it's weird to need it for the rest of your life.
3: Oh, I hate to break it to you, but there are people on Instagram who will tell you that if you go raw vegan, you will not need yep. glasses anymore. Yes, I've seen that God too. I've
1: seen that too. I, I didn't want to bring it up because he was already oh. the blood pressure was so high already. I wasn't going to say it. I'm but. so sorry. <laughs> oh, just take your medication. <laughs> <laughs> but why, Eli? Veganism can cure Crohn's disease and MS oh. and amputated
3: limbs. So this is one of the things that I, they say something that I just absolutely love and hate at the same time because it links back beautifully to this idea of cheese being Sauron. They actually say, quote, one diet to rule them all. Did they really? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm just going one diet to find them. One diet to bring them all together. <laughs> yes, and then like, the
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's the bad guy thing from that right?
0: movie, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Vegan ring wraiths? how bad do you want to see that? He's just he's running away from the spiders and the ring wraith comes up to next to him on a single gear bicycle. Hey, how you doing? You know you don't need flesh in your body to survive. Okay. Don't
1: you're also, worse than the regular ring wraiths. All, all right. Maybe the dumbest point he makes in the movie, maybe not. I don't know. Um, this is also where they say that, and I can't I don't I don't know if there's any truth to this at all. Who the fuck knows? But he says that. Uh, vegan blood can kill cancer cells in a Petri dish.
0: In the words of XKCD, so can a shot. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Randall Monroe already took care of this one for us. Yeah. And now we're going to hear from a certified holistic nutritionist. Finally.
0: Oh, this lady's the shut eye, right? The one who like thinks she could have saved her grandma. <laughs> yeah,
3: she, she made me sad because she thinks plants... Cured her cancer. She makes me ashamed to have the word nutritionist in my title. Yeah, yeah. No, my note was,
1: oh, I bet she does pixie proud. Um, <laughs> Now you know what it's like to be a podcaster, <laughs> pixie. Live in my world. Live in my <laughs> world. <laughs> no, no, I podcast for a living is not code for my wife makes the money. So this lady cured her thyroid cancer with veganism. Turns out, diabetics, you can eat all the sugar you want. Just... Take it from her. Some dude in the 40s figured out all the diseases. Turned out it was food. I hate her too. And and then we we get that tired fucking canard about how doctors don't learn anything at all about food in, in medical school. As a matter of fact, many of them come out and don't even know how to eat. This is such fucking nonsense. Pixie, did you know you don't exist? We (laughs) learned that today. It's a great feeling. But like that's first of all, that's absolutely fucking wrong. Doctors absolutely learn about nutrition in fucking medical school. They're not dieticians, so they only learn a bit. But we also have
3: dieticians who learn a lot. Right, but it's the same ways that doctors don't learn huge amounts in medical school about dermatology because it's a specialism. You learn that when you become a specialist. Similarly, they don't learn huge amounts about diet Because that's what we have dietitians for. This is why we have specialist experts.
0: Pixie, I think you're only saying that to cover up the fact that you are woefully
3: ignorant about podiatry. (laughs) Look at my feet. Tell me what's wrong with them. I can't even see your feet, but I know they're not good. Yeah, no, they're not. So I
1: have two out of three people's
3: diabetes.
1: (laughs) oh he's soaking up a little for everybody okay so um yeah but at first i was like yeah but what about dietitians? but don't worry they explain the dietitians are in on it too right they are also Mm -hmm. being funded by big food of course and then okay we 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 check in with another test subject and she's off of all of her medicines as well and i want to point out that she's just saying you know it's not like she's saying i went to my doctor and he told me i didn't need any of these anymore She's just telling us that she isn't taking them.
0: No, she went to Tree Org, which is fucking vegan murder you camp, a a place that has been condemned multiple times for telling people secretly that they can cure their cancer with veganism. She went to Tree Org, and now she's thrown away all of her depression medication. And in case I haven't said it enough, over 210 episodes, now 211 episodes, you have to take your fucking medication. Always, all the time, every day, take your fucking
3: medication. I want to know if someone's done a follow-up of all of these people are any of them still alive
1: right (laughs) yeah exactly right this when was this movie made 2019 yeah probably not um yeah (laughs) and this this is where they do the weird like
0: sometimes people get sick when they go vegan that
1: isn't true why did we put it in our (laughs) (laughs) well okay yeah the the reason they have to put this on the movie is because At this point, they have to shit on moderation, right? They have to shit on people like myself that were just like, all right, I don't think I can cut meat out of my diet altogether, um, but at least I could eat a lot less of it and get healthier, right? And they're like, no, no, doesn't count. Eating meat, less meat might be good, but it's not magical. It wouldn't give you magical vegan powers. That doesn't count.
3: Also, the reason they have to say that is because people like me exist who are ex-vegans. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: and, And aren't dying. Yeah,
3: Driving, in fact. Thank you for asking. I am driving now that
1: I am not eating vegan. <laughs> All right. So, and, and I also want to point out, too, because this is and, and I know this is like sort of a specialized thing, but I've, I I get this so goddamn often and this pisses me off. Um, one of the doctors comes in and says, look, there are no dangers whatsoever to taking meat out of your diet. That's not true of all people. There are people who have iron deficiencies. There are people like me who deal with anorexia, right? So if I have to start restricting my diet, what ends up happening is I just don't eat, right? So this is right. not universally applicable. You privileged fucks. Right. And to double down on that, they immediately,
0: they literally double down directly from there to a lot of people say, hey, I'm on a limited income. I can't arbitrarily restrict my diet. Fuck you, it costs $20. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. What's that in real money? (laughs)
2: Uh, More and more as
1: you get closer to Brexit, let me tell you. (laughs) We just hired a guy from England. We're like, okay, but we're paying you (laughs) in pounds the whole fucking time, buddy. We're not switching this to dollars.
0: So for those of you who haven't experienced this form of vegan bullshittery yet, so they they come out and they're walking through a supermarket and they're like, yeah, our vegan food plan has an entire week of food for just $20 or like just over $20. And one, no, but also... It assumes that you have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, which a tremendous amount of this country does not have. And two, and more importantly, it assumes you have a tremendous amount of time to cook, mm-hmm. which is classist
1: bullshit. And also, know the fuck he didn't just get a week's worth of food for $20.64. <laughs> no, you Notice they didn't, didn't show us what was in the goddamn bag. There's no fucking way he just got a week's worth of food for 20 bucks. Unless he's eating rice every day.
3: I could swear that just a few seconds before she said that she spends $25 per week per person. I could swear she said that like five seconds before they then counted up as being $20. Like, that's not a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, But we do meet a bunch of athletes that are vegan, and they all got stronger when they started doing vegan along with the hours and hours of strength training that they do <laughs>
0: training every day, and diet and exercise, and we, we meet Tia Blanco here, who I met because so I there's a little local like animal rescue thing that's in New York that I take care of because they're not crazy people, and she came and she spoke and she got sat at my table, and I can confirm this is a fun little uh, little side note for our listeners. She does not find me funny. So there you go, the professional surfer Tia Blanco, love not a fan.
1: Eli's entire world falls into two categories, people who find me funny and people who don't. <laughs> <laughs> also, we meet uh, we meet uh, uh, Maverick's uh, co-worker here, the professional parkour ninja warrior guy. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm a pa- uh, professional parkour ninja. I'm like, no, no, you're not, man. You... You babysit fat kids that aren't allowed to play Fortnite until they <laughs> climb that rope. Man, let's be honest about what we all do for a living. I make dick jokes. You babysit fat kids.
3: And I love, I love how they're all sitting there like, these aren't meat muscles. These are vegan muscles. As if that's somehow special.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Vegetable <laughs> muscles, damn it. They're magic. It's like they're made of animal now, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> damn it. They are. <laughs> Also, the one guy, the, the, the bodybuilder, the vegan bodybuilder guy, at one point says, I have no aches or pains. The fuck you don't have any aches or pains? <laughs> Give me a goddamn break.
0: Oh, I just, I'm upset they didn't interview me for this movie. How amazing would it be if we were just intercutting <laughs> just all after these shots? That,
1: they have you doing the uh, parkour ninja course or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Lying on my side
0: asleep (laughs) underneath the monkey bars. Okay,
3: well, look, I'm just saying Patreon (laughs) goal.
1: I will join American Ninja Warrior. (laughs) I got a guy. All right. Well, hey, look, we could all be as liberated as Kip listeners. You could be just like Kip if you wanted to or Eli. Um, So that brings up the obvious question. Eli, when will you be running a marathon? Uh, this week.
0: Okay. I am running my very first one. Uh, I just figure I'll start out, you know, cold with a, d- a death man, iron man thing yep. and I'll, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. Just make sure you eat a lot of spaghetti that morning. Uh, I think absolutely. Got a carbo load up. And we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: And I just want to point out at the very end of this movie, literally right before the credits, he's like, you can live free. You can connect to nature. Also, you can eliminate cruelty. All right. Bye bye. Nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. <laughs>
3: But that's definitely a lie (laughs) to that.
1: Also, look, at one point he says he could like there. He's like, well, what happens when you become a a vegan? Well, I was able to run my first marathon in years. And I'm like, oh, so you're a guy who like did marathons then. I guess not like a typical person in terms of health. He also says at one point that he could feel the energetic blood coursing through his veins (laughs) like that's not how it works that's that's called a placebo (laughs) yep either that or something's about to rupture (laughs) and then we get the little closing montage i love the very i believe if i'm not mistaken the very last line we get some closing wisdom and it's so banal it's a lady going where there's a will there's a way i just i had to point it out because that's the lady that lives behind the pig shit field. I feel like she disproves the reality of that
3: statement. <laughs> <You're right. Yep. laughs> she sure does. <laughs> and she's black, so it's not racist. Yeah, well it, yeah, yeah. literally them being like the
0: final words from our black friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well that got us through it Pixie. I cannot thank you enough for suffering through this. Uh, and we really appreciate you bringing your both your sense of humor and your expertise in uh, otherwise this would have just been a lot of me and Eli making fun of Kip's hair. And
3: I have to say when when you say suffering, it really was suffering. It took me so many attempts to get through this movie. There were so many occasions where I had to pause it just so I could walk around and try not to punch everything. <laughs> I'm going to live, I'm, I'm honestly, yeah, and I'm honestly, I my life expectancy is probably dropped because of this experience.
1: All right, so listeners, did you hear that? Did you hear what she went through for you? The least you can do is go buy her book, the No Need to Diet book. And uh, if, if they wanted to hear more from you, where else could they go? Where are we gonna find your blog and
3: stuff? Uh, you can find me ranting on a regular basis about everything I hate on all my social media, in particular on Instagram. I'm at Pixie Nutrition on all the social media.
1: All right. Awesome. And of course, you'll find that linked on the show notes. And while that is going to do it for a review of what the health that's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to assure the listeners we're not going anywhere. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck.
0: Well, speaking of medical lies, next week we'll be watching the healing about a doctor who gives up all that nonsense medicine and heals people with Jesus. Oh,
3: good.
1: <laughs> so with that to look forward to we're going to bring episode 211 to a merciful close once again a huge thanks to Pixie Turner and an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go if you'd like to count yourself among their ranks you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode you can also help a ton by leaving a five star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms and if you enjoyed this show be sure to check out our sibling shows the Scaling Atheist Citation Needed and the Skeptocrat available on iTunes, Stitcher and wherever else podcasts live if you have questions comments or cinematic suggestions you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com legal services for the podcasts are provided by the law offices of p andrew torres tim robertson takes care of our social media our theme song was written and performed by ryan Slotnick of evil drafts on mars all of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer morgan clark and was used for permission thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week for heath enright neil Boston, i'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week until then we'll leave you with a breakfast club close i
0: sent kip two hours of footage of me sitting in a chair breathing he's on keto now
1: Noah went on to eat nothing but Oreos for two weeks. I'll let you know how the marathon <laughs> I feel like I would have hated all of us in our early 20s. All three of us. I just would have made fun of us. So, oh, God. All I right. make
3: fun of past me uh, on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would be so I'm so glad the Internet didn't exist when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it existed. But like they like that. There wasn't like YouTube and social media that people couldn't drudge up stuff where it was like, hey, man, didn't you say exactly what you're bitching at this guy? Yeah, I did. I did. I'm paying penance now.
3: Uh-huh. Now, imagine how I feel. <laughs> Great. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All of my public <laughs> Sorry, I just, things I, I used to say are forever in the public domain, forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, us fucking us, uh, Gen Xers didn't know how good we had it. Mm-hmm.
0: I went back and deleted all my weird 9-11 truth or status system <laughs>
1: Facebook, but... <laughs> So That doesn't count. It's a gone from the it's
0: internet old. now. Yeah, they're gone. You can't right. see them.
2: All-
1: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.